This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Wow, this is the so... gang is back together. Wow. <laughs> it's been like together a month. Again. I know. Oh. Three weeks? My God. Yeah, something like that. Okay, uh, uh, let me uh, grab Sean, I guess, then, unless there's something we got to talk about secretly. No, gently pick him up. I will gently Don't pick grab up him. Sean. All right. Hello? Yeah, I think we got him. Hi. Hold on a sec. No problem. <laughs> let me give, a sec- give me a second, okay? No, we yeah. got you. We got you. Take your time. I, I'm just trying to see. I don't hear it in my earphones. That's why. Okay. Is that better? Yeah, yeah. Where are you oh, at? There we go. Where Sorry. are you? Uh, I'm drinking with Mitch Gallo. Mitch oh my Gallo? God. Oh, my yeah. God. I think based on that alone, we I, have to... I'm also, sorry, sorry. I just got the, the finger from Kelly Albert, too. She, I'm drinking with Kelly, too. Oh, <laughs> Kelly. Do you need me to get to a quieter spot? I was about to leave to a quieter spot, so... <laughs> Actually, no. I think this will work just fine. I don't know. We are flexible. Yeah. I, I don't know how flexible. I don't know how long you need me. I don't even know what you want from me. Don't I worry. Just, I just I just assumed we were going to talk about how Shea Weber is the 26th best defenseman in the league. Oh yeah, that's that's going to be one of the things. Absolutely. Thank you for mentioning that. And I think we can start the episode now. So, Sean, what's going to happen? We're going to do a countdown, and then we're going to get right into it. All right? Yeah, no problem. All right. Okay. So five. Oh. Four. Three. Three. Two. One. Okay, so um, hello everybody, welcome to the happy hour. My name is David OJ, and I'm at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com. As you can tell, we have some interesting stuff going on uh in this episode, but I'm gonna fly right through it. Beth, say hello. Hi, I'm Beth. Um, I have a new app this week. It's H I G E R H U I T on Twitter.com. And Veronica's back with us. Yay! I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper. Uh, what? Yeah, on Twitter. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that works out just fine. Don't worry about it. And speaking to the mic. But now, uh, we have a guest on uh, the show tonight. And Sean Campbell, please say hello to our listeners. Hello, listeners. There it is. Okay, so uh, Sean has uh, decided to take the time uh, to spend some uh, time with us tonight to talk about the Habs. And I think we already breached what the first topic of the night is going to be, Sean. And what was that? Oh, you want to get right into Shea Weber and how he is 26th best in the National Hockey League? Yeah, how did that happen? What's the rationale there? Please enlighten us. Well, you're talking about what the NHL Network tweeted out, a list of defensemen. There was in no order. They just posted 25 different names of who is the top defenseman right now. It it was right now. Who is the NHL's top defenseman? They put out 25 names. And a lot of Shea Weber fans, I don't know any, but a lot of Shea Weber fans (laughs) uh, were really upset that he was not even on the list of 25 random names. And that is, I assume, what you want to talk about. Veronica, take it away. Well, you know what? I just saw that. I saw that and I was just like, whatever. The, Rasmus Dahlin was on the list. Like, I mean, he's going to be good someday, but he's not better than Shea Weber. And so I'm happy for Shea Weber to be so underrated. It doesn't bother me at all. All right. So let's, 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 let's. Okay, so so Veronica, it's obvious you are the largest Shea Weber fan out there. Like you are a bigger Shea Weber fan than Shea Weber's mom, right? No, 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 no. no, no, no I, I, I just let's not mince words stuff. here. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so look, I I did the I did this exercise because I work in Montreal radio and there was no Montreal defenseman on this list. I I would have even maybe even thrown Jeff Petrie in there. Nope. I don't think Jeff Petrie's the best. <laughs> defenseman but if we're making a list of 25 to 30 names i think you could throw some of these guys out there now here's here's the question i have for you if you were to just get you don't have to be very specific of who's better than who but if you were going to give me a number i want to know because you're the biggest shea weber fan out there what number would you put (laughs) shea weber at in the league 
Give me a spot, just a randomly. Random? Oh. Top? For me? My opinion. Yeah, just just give me a number. Top five. Top okay, five. So you, okay, so you have Shea Weber in top five, and that's coming from someone who's a bigger fan than Shea Weber than his mom. Got it. Okay, I just yeah. wanted to know where we stand on this. I will tell you this. I, I did This is the exercise I did right away. I, I wanted to make my own top ten. I made my own top ten very quickly. I looked at the list that they had. I was going to rank them to my, myself. And I, and I was rating with Shea, where Shea Weber would be. Shea Weber doesn't make my top ten. But I will tell you this. I also, yeah, sorry, sorry, Veronica. Oh, boy. But, but here's the thing. I also, on this, on this list of 25, there was clearly uh, six, seven, eight players that I clearly would have Shea Weber ahead of. There's no doubt that I yes. would have had him on this list. I'm not saying that he's number 26. It's just like if Vigeny Malkin is not the 101st best player of yeah. all right. time. Oh, my it, God. Right? Like, it's the same thing. But <laughs> the question is, who's the top defenseman right now? And there's... He's, he's not. So it's okay that he was off the list, and he's going to be underrated, and he has a lot to prove this year. Certainly so, especially yeah, and, because he and has. He yep. Will. <laughs> and he will prove it, according to Veronica. And I'm saying um, he will have a full off season without having to deal with an injury injury. He can actually condition himself exactly. for the new season, and that's something that the Habs haven't had, I don't know, ever, maybe, except for his first year with us, perhaps. Um,. And that's going to be exciting, I think. Well, and the other player in the Shea Weber trade was on this list. And he had a shit year last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this is in radio. You guys do whatever you want. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, please. Fly off the cuff. No, no worries. Off the cuff. Well done. Ah. I was thinking about it or looking for clips today. <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, uh, it's it, and you know what? Uh, and I know this is look, I, I can't do it. I can't do the PK Shea Weber comparisons. I can't do it anymore. I'm done with it. Well, it's it's no, fine. No, 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 but the, here's no, the thing. I understand that you, no, no, that's fine because it always is and they always will be compared. I get it. But here's the thing with, with PK Subban. I'm really looking forward to his, his year with New Jersey this year because he's back to being a number one defenseman. And that's where he can shine. True. And I'm cur- and I'm very curious what he's going to do because in Nashville he wasn't a number one, and I don't think that's where Ooh. he can shine. I'm, I'm, I, I think that he, he just like Shea Weber gets banged up and gets injured, and if he's going to be healthy, that's good news for New Jersey. But he's going to be their number one on power play. He's going to be number one on their penalty kill, and he'll probably be number one on minutes. He wasn't those guys in Nashville, so I'm really curious about PK's season because he's the type of guy that shines in the limelight. I, I'm I'm intrigued by him this year. I really, really am. Yeah, but it's Jersey. <laughs> oh, I don't want to watch. <laughs> you know him. what I mean? I, I don't want to watch <laughs> New Jersey. I just want to know oh. how he does. I just I'm expecting a lot of big things from him this year, actually. Yeah, I would say the same. I'd be saying the same about New Jersey in general too. They definitely loaded up uh, in the off season, whereas last year they were wallowing with uh, injuries yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, but they're still not going to be as good as everybody thinks. You still have to no. so many good teams in the East. Yes. And, and they're counting on a lot of young players being good right away. Uh, that's It's it's going to be a lot for them, I think, to get into the playoffs. They might because they were in the playoffs a couple of years ago. I'm a huge Nico Heischer fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I, I do think that they're still very, very, very young. Yeah. But in the East, those, those teams from 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, it's going to be tight. So if you stay healthy, you you have a chance. For sure. Agreed. Yeah. And For to, sure. To close the loop on on uh, PK, he's he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. As as happy and 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 accepting as he was of being traded again, and yeah, I don't believe him. So <laughs> I, he'll have a chip on his shoulder, and he had a huge year when he got traded after. Um, after he got traded to Nashville, not he personally, but his team had a huge year. And, you know, he when he plays with a vengeance, I find that he finds more success. I can see that for yeah. sure. Um, so I'm glad that we're talking about defense because any of the questions that I had for you, uh, Sean, pretty much uh, were about that. Um, so to start things off, though, do you think Bergevin's done for the offseason? Yes. Okay, that's an easy question. No problem. I agree. Now, I'm going to throw a, uh, a rhetorical at you. Um, well, okay, what's, 
in everyone's opinion, I think, Sean, you can agree, uh, what is the most pressing need for the Habs squad-wise? Goals. Goals. Yeah. Okay. Paul I... Byron goals. And Paul Byron goals. Hashtag, be, hashtag be like Byron. Exactly. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I would have said the left-handed D, essentially. Somebody to play okay. uh, top. And that's that's been one of the narratives, of course. And that's the... the... So I didn't answer your question correctly in the way you wanted to go. I had to redirect the truck. So now okay. I'm back on the road. So... <laughs> Now, with that in mind, uh, Veronica and Beth and I were, were talking um, in DMs a few days ago, and a left-handed D that might be better than, say, Folin and um, Chereau would be Mark Barbario. Would you think the same thing? Because we were wondering whatever happened with him with the Habs that he got waived twice. Yeah, I'm a big Mark Barbario fan. I, I love that he's having a little bit of success with Colorado and... Uh... He's uh, kind of found a home there. I hope it works out that he's consistently going to play. But Mark Barbario is a 5'6". And look, Sherrod uh, is better than Barbario. Oh, Sherrod. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no doubt. Like, I, I feel that Sherrod, like, not a, not a lot of people watched the Winnipeg Jets to watch no. Ben Sherrod. And if you did watch the Jets, Ben Sherrod's not the guy you're watching. Okay, because usually when you're watching mm -hmm. their defense, you're just watching Dustin Bufflin make mistakes. And cool. Ben Sherrod's a guy that covered for him. Uh, plus that defense this year, oh, I don't know what's going to happen with Winnipeg. They lost Truba. They lost, uh, right. uh, their, you know, their uh, Myers, who's not the smartest guy, but I mean, he was still he was still out there. So and then they lose Sherrod. They're they've they've got penciled in this year. Nathan Bullia playing with Bufflin. Good luck with that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but anyways, to bring it back to Barbario. Uh, I, Christian Folin versus Barbario. They're both five six guys, uh, and but Sherrod is better than Barbario. I he's a guy that was kind of lost in the mix of the time. I always thought that he could have stuck with the Canadians with the defensemen that they had. But I mean, the the question that you was left-handed defense because this is the the question that's never been answered. Who should be play with Shea Weber? Right. That's that's the be all end all question. Essentially, should, right? Yes. Who should be Shea Weber's partner? Mark Barbario, sure, I would have liked it, but Mark Barbario is not the answer either. So right. I think you're you're going back in time a little too far to a guy that was a five six, and that's what he is in the National Hockey League. And I'm trust me, I'm a I'm a big Mark Barbario fan. I taught that guy in grade nine, so don't don't worry about that. <gasps> no cool. kidding. Hey, you know, there's little little tidbits of information, you know. Wow. Well, I'm glad we got yeah. you then. I'm glad I mentioned yeah. him then. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, look, I could tell you about I just, another. I, I could tell you about another defenseman. Way. No, but I could tell you about another defenseman who would be perfect for Shea Weber that I also known since he was eight years old. <laughs> who? Yeah, he he's got a long-term contract with Florida, but Mikey Matheson would be perfect. But, oh really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah, Mikey's my boy. If him. I ever hear me talking me uh, talking Mikey up on the air, it's because he's my boy. I've known him to the point where I can call him Mikey, like one of the few people that can. Ah, uh, that's great, awesome. Great, great family, by the way. Uh, his uh, his brother Kenny, Kelly, his sister, all amazing hockey players. Just the little brother, Mikey. He was the one who made the bigs. No kidding. Wow. wow. Good yeah. for him. That's awesome. That's cool nice. to know and something to yeah. keep uh, an eye on. But. Uh. You know, if if you ever hear trade rumors, Mikey Matheson, because uh, he's got that eight-year deal that uh, with the uh, Florida Panthers. I mean, Montreal will be the you perfect started destination. It. Oh yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> there it is. Sean, Sean <laughs> says, Mike, Mike wants to come back to much. No, he's, he's very happy in Florida. Very very happy there. Yeah, Florida's hard well, to beat. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm encouraged by your um, assessment there of Sherratt. Because early, the early narrative, you know, that got pervaded, pervading through Twitter was that he's not any good. It's because no one knows him. <laughs> but, yeah, no, but when, when, it's the same thing. Like, look, I, this is, I'll, 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 I'll flashback to one of the other deals that everybody hated. Remember when Yaroslav Halak got traded? Oh, yeah. Everybody I, was upset because no one knew me. who Lars no one knew who Lars Eller was. Whenever you trade a known commodity for an unknown commodity, the unknown will be the one that you don't like. Okay? It's hey, last year, let's flash back a year. Alex Galchenyuk for Max Domi. I did an eight hour oh post trade show about it. God. Okay? Here we go. 
I was like, oh, my God, they traded a 30-goal scorer for Max Domi. And I was like, just if you ever watch Max Domi, you'll be fine with this deal. And then you watch Max Domi. It took one game. It took one game. Yeah. And everyone's like, greatest trade ever. <laughs> like, it just, it's all about perspective here, okay? So, and now Shiraz just a free agent. So a free agent at his signing in this. Look, I can talk about how I like him. I, you know, someone could say that they like him or he was the perfect fit. He was underrated in Winnipeg. But, man, I just listened to someone like Ray Ferraro, who I respect of how he evaluates hockey. A, a one of the best analysts in the game. He is one of these guys that knows the game, watches every Canadian team because he covers all of them. And he's like, you know, uh, Ben Chirot would probably be a good fit in Montreal. Three weeks later, he signs in Montreal. I'm like, I'm going to kind of go with the guy that knows hockey better than I do. There you so go. That's, I, I, yeah. I just like everybody else, you know? Super. So, yeah. yeah. It's so yeah, funny. It cool hearing him. Yeah. Go no, no, go ahead, Veronica. No, no, you got it. No, it was it was cool hearing Ferraro with just that quote talking about how like the the under sort of the under the radar pick for D in Montreal he thought that Chirac would fit nicely and there you go. So yeah, and and right away when Chirac came in, he said that he talked to the coaches and they think that he's going to be paired with Petrie and hey. because everyone's like yeah. Chirac and Weber they're kind of too similar and and Claude Julien likes kind of the the rough defenseman with the skating defenseman or whatever you want to put it. Uh, ben Sherratt's the kind of guy, and this is where he'll be liked by Canadians fans, because how many times does it happen where ben, where, where Carey Price gets bumped, right? And then everybody mm-hmm. goes, why didn't they do anything? Ben Sherratt yeah. is the guy that will do something. There we go. He will do something. And he'll take one game, and everybody will fall in love because he beat up somebody that, Yay. you know, skated by Carey Price. <laughs> Excellent. And his call with Melnick was awesome. Well, yeah. When he was on, yeah, he was great. Wow. Yeah, no, I Any, like anybody's good with Melnick, you know. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Mitch, Mitch is the bomb. <laughs> he is. Certainly. Now, it's funny that we mentioned uh, Domi and Galchenia because we had another conversation on probably the Twitterverse at some point talking about how everyone was blowing up over the Galchenia trade and the podcast that we recorded the night of the trade. I think I was the only guy that was saying, hey, Domi's not bad. Let's give the poor kid a chance. You saying you weren't listening to my uh, eight-hour radio show and you were doing your own podcast at the same time? I was at The Incredibles 2, and I ran out of the movie theater <laughs> when I got the, uh, the, 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 the notification on my phone. So I'm sorry, but I'll have, I to, also, I'll have to dig it up now. <laughs> I, I, also, I listened to you after we were done. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. By the way, Incredibles 2, I also know one of the guys that made that movie. Holy cow. Who don't you know? I know. I just shout out to Neil Blevins on that one. There you go. Hey, there we go. Thanks a lot, Neil. Great motion picture. Great motion picture. (laughs) Saying I know people. That's all. Uh, But but it's funny because you flash back to that, and I and I flash back to that night because I'm the same way, right? As a trade goes down, something like that, I just text my boss. I'm like, so I guess I'm working tonight, right? Yeah. (laughs) Because being host of the has broadcast we provide special broadcasting if there's something big like you know if if right like tonight you know yes. Jay Weber were to be traded okay <laughs> I would have to come into work <laughs> oh did I did I say Shay sorry I, I, meant, Jeff, I meant Jeff Petrie <laughs> oh, okay uh poor um, Petrie that's okay um so I find, I find... go ahead Veronica the timing's weird tonight I find that um Petrie Petrie, there's there's so much, like, everybody's always trying to say, who's the best defenseman on the Montreal Canadiens? And people will, you know, people will say either Weber or Petrie, but I don't know why we always have to play favorite. And Shea Weber is the best, we already know. I was Do always we? I was always Do wondering we? why Veronica hates Jeff Petrie, and now I know why. I don't, I don't, I don't hate him. <gasps> I want to really like him, but then people start these arguments, and he it's not his fault. Have you seen his kids? They're adorable. Oh, my God. His kids are the cutest. Right. Like, they're so much cuter than Carrie Price's kids. <laughs> Those are fighting words. Oh, man. Wow. We have hours of podcasting yeah, about those kids. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we, we talk about them a lot. Yeah. Uh, here, here's the answer. You know that long-lasting question? of 
who's the perfect partner for Shea Weber? The sure. answer yes. is Jeff Petrie. The answer is Jeff Petrie. By the way, I don't. I like. I am so against this right left-handed defense thing. Jeff Petrie is the ideal. The way he plays the game, the way he does things, he's the ideal partner for Shea Weber. He just happens to be right-handed, so they don't do it. I get it, but his style, the way he plays, his ability—he's the perfect partner. It just would, you know, people are hmm. stuck up on this right-left thing. Yeah, that is interesting. So then that would kind of like move, say, hypothetically, uh, Matei with Sharat and then uh, probably Juleson and Folin, one would assume at that point. That would be an interesting little setup. I, it's funny. I still I still think there's 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 room for a Mike Riley, and I am not. Oh, right. Training camp, and by the way, and when training camp rolls up, I am not, I am not ruling out Carl Olsner. Hey, yeah. If Carl Olsner has himself a bounce-back year, let's see it. I'm ready for it. Training camp Carl this Olsner. year, oh, my Lord. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, here, here let me talk, talk about Carl Olsner. Please. we're talking about defense right now. Carl Olsner, I watched numerous times in Laval. He is too good for the AHL. He's too good. I mean, guys can't get around him. He makes breakout passes tape to tape. Uh, he's the only he defenseman on that. It, he scores goals, but that's besides the point. He doesn't, he doesn't need to score goals. Uh, he, he's the only defenseman that doesn't do the Joel Bouchard thing and slap it off the glass and down the ice and flip it in the neutral zone. Yeah. No, he's uh-huh. looking for a breakout pass. And he can avoid the check, and he's physical, and, you know, he skates well enough. He's too good for the AHL. He does not fit what the Canadians want to do on their blue line. They want the Kulak, because you didn't mention Kulak, by the way. Kulak is the guy that's probably going to end up playing with Shea Weber. Because uh, I think he's probably the third best defenseman on the team, but it's another story. But Carl Paulson <laughs> is a guy that he, if he puts things together, he can be good enough to play. And maybe there's going to be an injury or two. He'll be good enough to play. He has to find the right team. The right GM has to be calling. The Canadians are going to have to take a hit on the cash and and pay for his salary. But he's good enough to play in the National Hockey League. I even broke it down. I found 11 teams that he can find that he is easily better than at least two or three defensemen on their team he can play in the nhl the problem is he does not fit what the canadians want to do with their defense right now and Mm -hmm. that's why he's not with the club i hope it works out for him he took it like a man going down to the uh uh ahl and he did his job he was great he was a true professional but i'm just uh i will not count out Somebody that's like Carl Olsner. It's been in the league for 10 years. He's a, he was a top 10 draft pick in his draft. He's got the pedigree. He knows what he needs to do, and he has tons to prove. It depends if he gets the opportunity. If he gets no opportunity, then he can't do anything. But if he gets the opportunity, I would not count out uh, someone like Carl Alsner outplaying a couple of these young guys on the left side or even being the seventh defenseman on the team. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, training yeah. camp is going to be – that is going to be one hell of a camp, and it's just – it's going oh to decide gosh. everything. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to think. So I've been pondering a hypothetical, another one, of course, and it's not going to happen, Sean, but I wanted to run it past you. A notable RFA that's still on uh, – you know, that's still an RFA, of course, is, is with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and I'm talking about Zach Wierenski. How much is he worth to the Blue Jackets? Uh, he's not going anywhere. Oh yeah, I love Zach Wierenski. Uh, I, I think that he's he's just the perfect fit next to uh, Seth. I don't know. Gallo's looking at me weird right now. I don't know. Maybe I understood that. Hi, Gallo. I'm just looking back. Yeah. I don't know. He's looking at me weird. I'm not sure what's happening. Does he not oh, like Wierenski? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. He's really staring <laughs> me down right now. But just, just uh, let's look at him back. Yeah, I don't know. He keeps, it's, 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 don't blame. I'm not sure. He doesn't like Zacharinsky. That, but Zacharinsky's not going anywhere. They, he fits too much. And plus, Columbus, with all the money that they have, they have to rely on those young guys too, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be able to pay him, and he's going to be a perfect fit. Uh, right next to or within the mix of Seth Jones, who uh, I was making a point this week. I think Seth Jones is like the second best defenseman in the National Hockey League. Yes, wow, yeah, I do think Seth Jones is better than Shea Weber, uh, by the way. Fine. Zach Wierenski, a... no, but uh, <laughs> Seth Jones, yes. It's a good thing that we're, we're um, to your opinion. It's a good thing that we're separated by distance at the moment. That's correct. 
no problem. <laughs> I think you're wrong, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Because Veronica and Beth, they can throw hands, so I'm, I wouldn't, can. I wouldn't mess with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. Okay, cool. Um, that's everything I had. <laughs> Beth, do you... am I making, am I making too much fun of Shea Weber? Is this like, can I get a round of? Can oh, I get a vote? No, no, no. Can I get a vote around here? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're okay, fine. Veronica, you're you, fine. you yeah. Okay, Veronica votes last. <laughs> I just want to make sure that everybody you're... else is fine with the amount that I'm making fun you're of. You're good. Whoever. You're okay. good. Just it's okay. For he now. can take it, so I can take it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Okay. No problem. Can I? I can fine. I get a professional's opinion? Yes, go for on it. On something. Um. What Who's the professional? <laughs> Sean, of course. Sean, you, of course. Okay. Um, what do you think is going to happen to Mike Condon in Tampa? Wow, there's a throw. He'll play in the AHL. Okay. Which means he'll be. Are you a big uh, Mike Condon fan? I, I am a big Mike Condon fan. I love Mike Condon, by the way. He is wonderful. Uh, uh, Mike Condon is. Mike Condon is a guy that can start in the AHL and could back up the right guy in the NHL. Maybe, maybe he'll win that job. I think there's a there's another young guy in Tampa Bay that could be taking that backup job behind Vasilevsky. Maybe they just want a guy with Condon that has some NHL experience because I believe Louis Domingue is still a free agent at this point. Uh, but uh, Mike Condon, he'll never be a starter. And no, I and and I would not if 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 my starting goaltender went down and I had to turn to Mike Condon, I would apologize to all the Mike Condon fans. I would not have faith in Mike Condon. That's fair. Okay. Thank you it, for your opinion. And, I, and, I, and to turn that towards the Montreal Canadiens because it's the happy hour. Hey, uh, there we go. Yes. I I am one that uh, have stood by this. If Carey Price went down. Oh, no, don't say that. Everybody knock on wood. I, I don't have confidence in uh, Keith and Kincaid because he was never a starter. That's why I thought it was important for the Canadians' backup this year to be a guy that used to be a starter and that I knew that could do it for a month. Keith Kincaid has filled that void, but he filled the void for the Devils, and it, it went okay, but it wasn't great. But he was never a starter. He's always been a backup. He's a decent backup. But he's just like every other backup in the National Hockey League, inconsistent. If you miss your starting goaltender for a month and you have to rely on your backup goalie, I don't want to rely on a guy that's a backup goalie. I'd rather rely on a guy that has been a starter. Why do you think it worked with mm -hmm. Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak? Halak used to be a starter. He used to be a starter. Mm -hmm. He's not anymore. That's why it worked. That's why I thought it was important to go after a backup that used to be a starter. I hope it works out with Keith Kincaid. He seems like an awesome dude. He's great on Twitter. Uh, his interviews are amazing. I hope he's lots of fun, and I hope he wins games. And then, I don't, then I'll be wrong about it. But I'm just saying on the backup situation with the Canadians, I'm very hesitant in case Carey Price gets hurt. Absolutely. But, I mean, if Carey Price gets hurt, I mean, the season's shot anyways, right? Ah. I mean, you can you can live without Shane Weber for a while, but you can't live without Carey Price. Yeah, it'd be it'd be rough waters again for sure. Yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be tough because yeah, so I, well, I, turned the, I turned Mike Condon question into a Kincaid answer. And that's okay. You. That's okay. <laughs> Lots of question marks with yeah, Keith Kincaid. It's the happy hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Condon used to be a hab. He's you know. Right? And he yeah, was amazing he in the Winter Classic. Wow, what a game. Yes, that was such a great game. Yeah, I, I was there. Too. I was yeah, there. Me too, me too. Yep, I made the drive over. A lot of fun. And speaking of happy hour, it sounds like you're enjoying yourself. I'm wondering where you're enjoying yourself, if you wouldn't mind sharing that. I am at a brewery. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Hipsters. <laughs> yeah, there are some. <laughs> <laughs> they were playing that beanbag game, you know? What's it called? Cornhole. Uh, cornhole. Yeah, something. The there were, there beanbag in, game? In the U.S., there are actually cornhole championships. <laughs> oh, I know. That are played oh, yeah, the it's the United yeah. States. Listen, listen! <laughs> I do play by play of that. I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I'd love to hear I'm a sorry, Sean play by play. Of cornhole? Yeah. Cornhole. Yeah. I, I, I'll do play-by-play -play of anything, okay? Like, honestly, no problem. I'll do anything. I've done hockey. I've done uh, football. 
I did my first soccer games this year, and that was a whole lot of fun. Holy crap. Uh, Very cool. I'll do it. I mean, the the price (laughs) has to be right. The price has to be right, but I'd do it. No problem. A crisp high five, and I'll make you dinner. (laughs) Good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Sean, not to embarrass you, but now that you've mentioned it, when you do call the games, you do an excellent job, but I most enjoy you when you're doing um, intermissions and post-game shows. That's always I've, fun. I, I've, for years, I've appreciated, especially during the really, really terrible season, um, I appreciated the work of you, both you and Gallo, so much because you brought, you know, you sort of brought a level-headed reaction and response to everything that was happening in the season and with Mark Bergevin and uh, the, you know, all the hoopla around P.K. Subban and everything else. I thought you guys really, really, I even called in one time. I don't know if you remember, but I called in one time to a post game show and um, I just really appreciate the work that you and Gallo do. Was it to defend Shea Weber? <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, <laughs> Look, well, of course you don't remember, but it was during no, the I do. Season. Yeah, yeah, no, I do remember yeah. Veronica. And and by the way, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I love uh, doing the post game show. I love doing the intermissions, and I tell my boss this all the time about it. I go, you know, you have the perfect guy for it because I, 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 I didn't grow up a Habs fan. I like I grew up in Montreal, and I didn't. I did not grow up a Habs fan. And a lot of people in my business, they do grow up a Habs fan, but then you have to kind of leave the fandom aside. I never had to do that with yeah. this team. Okay, uh, I, I I know the city. I know the history. I appreciate the history. Trust me. I want the Canadians to win, and I want this team to do well because I love this city and I love the vibe of the city in the playoffs. And plus, the more games they do in the playoffs, hey man, the more money I make. And, and I, it sounds shallow, but I mean it works out well for me. No, and the more exposure practical. you do, so I love and 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 if the Canadians go on a championship run. That is amazing. But I never grew up a Hats fan, so I don't have that inner, you know that most had fans that that inner desire of like oh my god everything matters to the nth degree and i tell my boss all the time i said you have the perfect guy because i don't care i go i don't care if they win or lose you know what i mean i want to be entertained at the end of it because i'm a fan of the game of hockey and i and i don't like boring hockey and i i like entertaining hockey but i i love that i can keep it even killed because i can make an argument and then i can make the argument on the other side and sometimes and, and unless i really care about it like and I'm going to tell you a little trick of the trade. I'll work oh. with Mitch a lot. And Mitch Mitch will go on a tirade about how, you know, let's just say that Jeff Petrie is the best defenseman on the, on the Montreal Canadiens. So he goes on this thing. Jeff Petrie is the best defenseman on the National Hockey. Not on the National Hockey, but on the Canadiens. He goes, <laughs> Jeff Petrie this. He's the best defenseman. It's part of a post-game show. It's after Jeff Petrie had four points. Is he the best defenseman <laughs> on the team? And he's like, yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. And look. I may believe him and I may agree with him a hundred percent, but I don't care enough to go yeah. to have the counter argument. Say, like, yeah, Mitch, you're right. No, I will make sure that on the other side of it, I'm like, are you an idiot? No, Brett Kulak <laughs> is the best defense. <laughs> and I will make those points. So like that, my point is sometimes you can, you know, counteract and I don't care enough about a lot of the subjects that I can go on either side of the argument. If I do care about something, I promise you, I won't change my opinion on it. But things I don't care about, I can go and I feel that I can argue either side of it. And I think that's a little thing that helps me when I do a post-game show. When they win, when they lose. You can't get too high. You can't get too low. And I, and I know I work with some people that get very high on the wins. And I work with people that yeah. get very low on the wins. And it's hard to come back from that. Like, if you make you know, declarations that the Canadians are going to win the Stanley Cup, they're the best team in the world, and then they go on to win, a, a, you know, four games in a row, lo- lose four games in a row. You can't mm-hmm. come back the other day and say this is the worst team in the world because four days ago you just said they were the best. Yeah. But if you can if you can have an even keel, an evil, like you can look at it, you know, just with the, with the right point of view throughout the season from game one to game 82, you'll be able to counteract all the different colors and personalities you get. Excellent. So well, that's yes. a little insight. Yeah. Eh, if they get, if they bore me, I cut them off and say, "See you later." I know. <laughs> <laughs> Tricks of the trade. How awesome! So yeah. we've had you. So that oh. begs the question: What was your team growing up? Yeah. 
my my the the heart of my fandom was the Vancouver oh, Canucks. Yeah, That's the right. Vancouver Canucks, yeah, yeah. Uh, the nineties, uh, the ninety-four. I love, uh, like, how cool was it that I got to do a whole bunch of hockey games with Sergio Momesso, hang out in, in, yes. in California with Sergio Momesso, hang out in yes. New York with Sergio Momesso. He was yes. on my ninety-four team. The first time I met Sergio Momesso, I berated him with questions about that ninety-four team, and, and then I was like, <laughs> I think I embarrassed myself a little bit. Uh, like that was way back when the first time I met him. But I mean, honestly, uh, uh, that was a lot of fun. But the, the Canucks were my team. Uh, I did lose a little when Burry got traded to Florida, but I still stayed mm-hmm. with the Canucks. I'm a huge fan of the Sedins and how long the Sedins were there. Uh, but then I fell in love with uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. Uh, and then Ilya Kovalchuk, he, I fell in love with him when he played at the World Junior Championship for Team Russia. Mm-hmm. And he scored, I think, in the fifth goal of his game into an empty net against Canada. I would cheer him for Canada. And I don't want you to think that I'm not Canadian. But I <laughs> love that he was fist-pumping. <laughs> As he was scoring the goal, I was like, man, I got to watch this guy. Whose team is he on? He was drafted by the Thrashers. I watched as many Thrashers games as I could. And then I became the only Thrashers fan in the world outside of Atlanta. There you go. <laughs> it's a badge of honor to yeah. be a fan of the Thrashers. But I, don't okay. like the, but I don't like the Jets. I don't like the Jets. I didn't, it was weird. When they moved to Winnipeg, I didn't like the Jets. And it's because I was a fan of the Canucks. Because Canucks <laughs> don't like Jets. Right. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. it was and weird. that's it. No, no. See, no. It plays yeah. in. It plays now, in. Now I don't like Now I don't like anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's just adulthood. in your job. Go Packers. That's well, all. I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cool. Well, okay. So we've had you on for like um, at least a half hour now. No, Sean, thank you yeah. for staying Gallo, on, along with still us. staring at me. Why? What's his deal? He, he Get, keeps looking at me. I don't know what's going on. Is he jealous? Get Gallo a drink. We'll have him on yeah. next week if he wants to yeah. come on. Jeez. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, thank you for coming on. We don't want to hold yeah, you up any you so longer. Um, you right. know, enjoy your evening. Thank you for all the insight. And it was a super big pleasure. Thank you for everything yeah. that you do oh. in Montreal. And Veronica has something to say. Yeah, Sean, um, yeah. would you please um, give Tony Marinero my best? Because I can't because I'm blocked. <laughs> my goal is to get blocked by Tony. He still won't do it. Just I wait till he like leaves it up on his computer someday and yeah. just I, I do try it to get blocked by him. I try. <laughs> so just hard. send him pictures of mozzarella sticks every day. Oh, no, Tony's the best. Tony's the biggest sweetheart in the world. I know sometimes people. Look, I'll just say this. For for people that you know, he's not everybody's cup of tea. That's fine. But I will tell you this: working with him every day, he is the biggest sweetheart in the world. He really is. Good, good, awesome. I will. Cool. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you so much. Enjoy your evening, sir. I will. It's just starting. Oh yeah, Ada boy. Have a good one. (laughs) All right, bye. 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 (laughs) All right. Wow, he's he's very energetic. He's it, lovely. Well, that yeah, was he, fun. Because yeah. he was having a few drinks. He was having a blast. Yeah, that was awesome. That was really cool. I didn't expect that. That was cool. Had a nice bar persona going over there. <laughs> exactly. That's going to be a bitch to edit, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was it was weird. I didn't know... Um, I, anyways, that, that that's for me to figure out later. But at the moment, I'm just going to say this. Um... At the beginning of the podcast, people will people would have heard our uh, promo for Big Heads Media, and I want to get into that uh, in a little bit. Just talk a little bit about what's going on with that, then we can talk more Hab stuff. But at the moment, and I didn't let Beth or Veronica know about this, but we're going to break for a second to do uh, to promote another podcast from Big Heads Media. Please listen in. Hi, everybody. I'm RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we're the Skeptical Skeptics. Each week, we talk about all the crazy things in the world, ranging from the paranormal to Bigfoot to UFOs. And we look at it from the perspective of the believer, the skeptic, and everything in between. So come check us out on the MSE Podcast Network. Or go to SkepticalSkeptics.com and follow us at SkepSkepPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay, we're back. So, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> I just needed the pause to to get uh, that little hit in, and that's it. So, um, yeah, let me. Do you want me to talk about that for a second? Yeah. Okay. So, Big Heads Media, um, they're a they're essentially like a network of podcasts that uh, cover all sorts 
of different genres. Uh, they reached out to us to be the uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, pod as a part of their sports arm. They're trying to get a podcast for every NHL team. They're trying to get podcasts for every, yeah, NHL team, football team, college football, all sorts of stuff that they're trying to do. And we were the people that they tapped to cover the Habs. So because of that, um, you're going to probably hear more ads, which, you know, is kind of lame, but I will try to keep those ads under a minute per episode. And that's going to be my my main job going forward. But uh, yeah, so we got picked up by a network that's going to do promotions and merchandise for us, which is super exciting. Yeah. Yay. And yeah. Um, podcast family. Yeah. And that's um that's all I have to say about that. So shout out to Big Heads. Thank you, guys. Uh, you can Thanks. You can see them. Yeah, on, thank you. You can uh, catch them on their website. Perfect. They have a website. Bigheadsmedia.com. <laughs> so yeah it's cool for them to put that faith in us to be the montreal canadians sort of yeah fan podcast it's awesome yeah yeah no it's, it's super very... cool yeah can't wait to keep it sorry going. my son is playing a video game and he's shouting sorry oh which game oh i'm not gonna ask him right now okay yeah he sound he, yeah, <laughs> he's, okay. he's got headphones on and yeah oh wow that's cool. So if so, you hear him swearing or saying, telling somebody to shut up or something like that, that's that's what that is. Uh, it's 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 better than cocaine, so that's good. Um, yeah, so, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so let's see. Uh, what news has been going on? As usual, not much uh, coming out of Habsland. So, um, I'm going to deviate once more and say, Veronica, officially, welcome back. Haven't, Thank you. Haven't yeah. had you on in like almost a month. I think for the past three episodes, we haven't had your presence grace us. So we're glad to have you back, Veronica. Thank you. Well, because I missed you so much, I can tell you precisely that I missed two episodes. Oh, no kidding. Oh, right. And we had a oh, bye no, week. Because we had a bye week. That's right. That's what. That's where the three-week things so come in maybe I only me. missed one episode. You actually, only missed one. Because we had a bye week. So I was wrong. To be more precise, I've only missed one. I, too, was wrong. How about that? <laughs> I was way off. It just feels like a month. It feels yeah. like forever! I know! My poor heart. <sighs> God. Oh, well. So, the only news I have coming out of Habsland that I thought was cool are some of the articles that came out of the website, the usual. Uh, one in particular I want to mm -hmm. mention, though, is Placanic's continued love for yes! the Habs. How that, how much of a bomb <laughs> is that seeing him being so into the Habs still? I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, true, no, true. me neither. In the most recent article that they posted up about him, they say that he says that he's predicting the Habs are making the playoffs. What a guy. He loves KK and Paling's game. They're young guys that will move the Habs forward. And he'll be playing for the Czech Extra Liga, and they're aiming for a championship in uh, the Czech Republic, and it's something that he's always wanted to do, to play in the Czech Republic, play in his home country, um, and, you know, uh, you know, just get a championship there and, you know, knock off another uh, incredible part of his, uh, you know, awesome NHL career. Last year, he played with uh, Yarmir Jager in his hometown's yeah. team. And in that season, they were able to avoid. Uh, well, no, they they were able to get themselves uh, regulated into the top league. And now I think he's going to be playing with his hometown team and this team uh, that's a part of the extra liga moving forward. So he'll be a busy man over there in the Czech Republic. Yay! Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. It's it's really, and I mean, it's so kind of interesting you know considering the sort of prevailing notion after the departure of both Placanic and Andrei Markov mm -hmm. that it, that they were mistreated in any way they sure it sure seems that they're still very supportive of the Montreal Canadiens and Markov even wants to come back mm -hmm. reportedly mm -hmm. oh man so... that would have been a great thing to ask Campbell shit fuck Tweet him. 
Damn it all the hell. Man, we're so bad at I'm this. I'm going to, I'm going to send him a, yeah, okay, let's, okay, yeah. We are bad at, we have the technology. <laughs> we are just awful. We've been drinking. I have, I, I woke up from a nap like three hours ago. Okay, um, <laughs> so, and I got this piece of tape strapped on my neck. Anyway, um, so let's see here. Uh, the only other article that I thought was really cool was one that I'm going to probably throw into Veronica's lap, and that's in regards to our wonderful Nick Suzuki. Um, yes. He is, um, I think he's doing some sort of skills camp at the moment. Veronica, can you elaborate on this? Yeah, so on uh, the Habs website today, a former Colorado Avalanche first round pick who is now uh, an assistant coach with uh Owen Sound. Ooh. Yeah. They uh, he so the skills thing is his skills thing. He puts it on. And so S Suzuki is quote a loyal member of his program and I should mention his name. His name is Joey Hishan. I think that's how you say it. But he was asked for his remarks about the way that Suzuki plays. And do you remember that because we always have to bitch about something on Twitter, Habs fans were bitching during the Memorial Cup about how a little bit of a little bit worried about Suzuki. He looks like a bit of a drooling, like he's kind of coasting out there, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And so I, I mean, we, I don't think saw it that way. We saw it as him sussing things out. You know, because when he had to be somewhere at be at the right place at the right time, he always was. Seemed to me. And so anyway, this fellow, Heishan, says he's at a loss for words to describe the full range of talent possessed by Nick Suzuki. Okay, quote, two quotes. He's one of those players that's really hard to explain. I can show him something only once and he'll execute it perfectly on his first try. He's definitely an elite player and then he goes on to say uh he's a deceptive skater sometimes it looks like he's not moving that fast but once you actually get on the ice with him he's absolutely flying and then he said what sets nick apart from most other players is his hockey sense he's just so so smart on the ice and he makes things look so easy that are really not that easy the biggest part of nick's game is how well he thinks the game that's very good news for Habs fans. And that is a trend that we've been seeing yeah. with uh, mm -hmm. recent acquisitions. Kotka Niemi, smart guy. The eagle. Very smart. Very smart. Very sweet. Very eagle. And um, very sweet. Very baby. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah. um, and Nick, yeah. smart player. Who is also a smart player? Cole Caulfield, for God's sake. Cole Caulfield. And that's going to be, man... I, I said it earlier, but freaking training camp is going to be a zoo. It's going to be like a Mensa meetup. I don't even know. I'm going to be <laughs> so hockey. happy at that camp. Oh, I'm going to something later. I'll mention it later, though. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, actually, actually, yeah, may as well mention it now. We still got a, a good bit of time left. So, uh, Grant McCag reached out to me. Hi, Grant. Nicely. Yeah, hey, Grant. Um, and he mentioned that he wanted to go to the Rookie Showcase uh, over in Belleville uh, this year. And I said, uh, yeah, sure, I can do that. It's a little bit of a trip for me. But, you know, Grant mentioned that, you know, he would help out. And he pretty much wants uh, him and I to sit, watch uh, one of the Habs games. And then uh, what's going to happen, and this is probably news to Beth and Veronica, is that I'll probably do a short half-hour, happy hour special edition uh, right after the game, and uh, Grant and I are just going to shoot the shit and talk about the uh, the players that are there. Um, I think that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, the quality on that one's going to be shoddy because I can't move the podcast anywhere. I have to do it at in my freaking bedroom essentially because uh, I don't have a <laughs> I don't have a laptop or anything like that. Unfortunately, that's going to change eventually though, but not right now. Soon, right? Uh, no. I know what you're thinking about, and probably not before then. And that's going to be a oh, problem. Damn. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's going to be an issue. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, fine. That's fine. okay. Fine. Hey, anyway, moving on. Yeah, we're okay. Moving on. We're fine. So, yeah. 
uh, come whenever that is. I don't even know the freaking date. Uh, yeah, the first weekend in September. Uh, yeah, expect a little weekend uh, happy hour update. Special edition. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be cool. That's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm going to like Kay. it. Going like it. Who's yeah. eligible for the rookie showcase? I can't imagine they would put KK down there. No, he's not a rookie. Yeah, it's true. Not no mo. He's a veteran. Wait, wait, wait well, oh no, there's legally is for rookies though. Yeah, for example, oh, Brady right, Kachuk's right, playing. Right. Yeah, you have to be under a certain age yep. and have played and or have played fewer than so many games or seasons. Has the roster been released? I thought he was like 21. Who? Brady Kachuk. How old is he? Oh, I. Well, I mean, we have the Google. Yes. Is that a How old is Brady Kachuk? Plus, I don't think the Habs released their roster for Brady him. Brady Kachuk will be 20 in September. Oh, okay. So he's a Jacques. year older than KK. Jacques. Jacques. He's 18. Matthew Matthew Kachuk is twenty one. Okay, but right. Montreal Canadiens rookie showcase rookie rookie camp twenty nineteen. Let camp roster and schedule. Schedule. Uh, I think that's the. Uh, that, that is from June. That yeah, might not be the right one. Yeah. That's okay. okay. So, yeah, I don't think they released our official tournament uh, rookie roster, which is fine. I'll keep tabs on that as we'll grant. So, there's that. I'll be doing that, and that's pretty cool. Uh, aside from that, I, don't I know. got things. I have it, things. It is the off season. Yes, what are your things? Okay, so the first thing, um, there is there were two videos put out about Brendan Gallagher and his life ah. in uh, British Columbia. Oh, yeah. Um, and the first one was just, like, his house in BC, and it's large. He lives on a golf course. And the second one was a day in his life. Um, the first thing I thought was interesting was that he has a friend, like a a young prospect that lives with him. For the Devils. And, uh, yeah, for the Devils. And Gallagher guessed, like, who was going – he called who was going to draft draft him. His, I think the prospect's name is Ty. I forget his last name. He looks like he's from – an episode of um, uh, Letterkenny. <laughs> he looks like one of the Jeep driver guy, the Jeep guy. <laughs> um, but I didn't. I, I didn't did realize. See that video? Yeah, I'll find it and I'll post it. It was on the Habs website. Um, but he seemed like a neat, a neat little dude. Um, but they hung out and whatever. But then the thing that I thought was most interesting personally, and I don't know why I was surprised about this because I feel like I shouldn't be, but Gallagher calls his mom by her first name. He was like on what? the grill. Yeah, he was grilling chicken. And he's like, Del, Della, can you bring me a fork and a knife so I can test this chicken? And I was like, that is your mother. Like, <laughs> like my mom and I are super cool, but like, I don't call her Lydia unless like I'm talking about no. her to somebody else that has never met her before. I'm like, oh yeah, this is my mom. Blah, blah, blah. I call like she... my mom mother every once in a while. That's very um, murder, uh, serial killer like of you. Mother. Yeah. Um, no. Very Mike. That, that, very Mike Pence of me. The hotel. The hotel. <laughs> um, fuck. fuck Psycho. No. 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 Um, Bates. The Bates. Yeah, it's very Norman Bates of you. Yeah. Norman yeah. Bates. She's when Sophia was little, she asked me when she could start calling me Veronica. Huh. And I said, never, never, wait, never, <laughs> never, daughter. That's funny. Exactly. Nice try, princess. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, but that was interesting. But those are both fun to watch. Gallagher has a lot of football helmets throughout his house. That's exactly what it, he's such a bachelor pet. The only <laughs> they're door. Just... In his home is football helmets. It's and it's they're like they're it looks like they're placed purposely like in, like they're on different. He has a lot of tables. He has so many tables <laughs> in his house. And some he of does. them are like coffee tables, some are dining room tables, some are like bar tables. And but there's just tables everywhere, and <laughs> there's football helmets on all of them. And the Hulk and, Hogan belt. Yes, the Hulk. 
Which is which is pretty cool. Which is also on a he... table. Of course, Dave, you think that's cool. Yeah. But I mean, it is adorable. Well, it's just. How many people have a world championship belt (laughs) signed by Hulk Hogan? It's like, that's cooler. Just lying there on the table. I mean, that's cooler than (laughs) freaking whoever the hell uh, throws the ball for the Patriots. Yeah. Tom Brady. Quarterback. Uh, I I know football. I know the football. You don't have to pretend. It's okay. No, I I, I just remembered. I just remembered. But yeah, that was interesting. I was like, Gallic, please. There are more things to life than football helmets. He has his Um, own draft room for fantasy. It's for fantasy. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see what the mommy said? Yes. Oh my god. The what? Did you see it, Dave? Max Dobie's comment? Yes. <laughs> About the, somebody, for somebody who's ha, has such a setup for football fantasy, you, and you're so terrible at it, or something like that? Yeah, you care so much about football, you you always lose. Yes. Yes, that's it. Always lose in fantasy. Poor Gallagher. <laughs> he, yeah, well, he's, he's a trooper, too. Yeah. Nah, he's the best. Good old Galley. Yeah. That's gonna be wow. Um, yeah, seriously. Oh my god. It's yeah. my summer home. Yeah. I like his personally I like his apartment in Montreal or his condo in Montreal better, but that's Yes, me. I do too. Um do you guys see the video and it's about always sunny in Tawasson? Yes. Every time he posts a video from there or his Instagram photos are from there, it's always they're always squinting or have sunglasses on. Yeah. Or something. It literally um, always is sunny out there. Yes. Did you guys see the video about Domi's tattoos? Oh, yeah, the one he had to hide from his dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. My mom was playing about it today, and I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, I meant to watch it, but I never did. So um, when Domi was younger, he was supposed to wear this bracelet that said he was a type 1 diabetic, so if something happened, people would know. The first responders were no. But... And like both of his parents are super strict. They are against tattoos. All that. Mm. Nobody in his family has them except for him. Well. Um, and when Domi was 18, he was like telling his mom, like, hey, I keep losing this bracelet. I'm going to get a tattoo um, of basically what's on the ho- what's on the bracelet. So that way I don't lose it and blah, blah, blah. And his mom was like, well, I still don't really t- like tattoos, but that's a good idea. Okay, sure. <laughs> so he goes and he, he gets the tattoo and he shows it to his friend. And the idea that he had for the tattoo was small and his friend comes out with this like giant uh, <laughs> stencil that takes up his entire forearm and he gets Ooh. it he, at first he was like no 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 we gotta make it smaller and then he was just like screw it we're gonna get it so he gets he gets home and he shows his mom and his mom's like mm. well can't can't take it off like i guess what's done is done and so then he waited yeah. to tell his dad until he was um they were, he was traveling with the hockey, his hockey team, and they came back home to play a game. And after the game, before they had to leave, they had like 10 minutes to talk to family and stuff before they had to get on the bus. And he said normally he stayed, he talked to his dad first, and then he would talk to the rest of his family. Um, and then he'd get on the bus, but he saved his dad for last. So he could be like, hey, dad, I got this tattoo, and show it to him really fast, and then run on the bus at the last minute. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> and his dad was pissed like started texting him and stuff and then the next tattoo he got was for his dad so his dad was like well I still don't like tattoos but I like the ones that you have so they're fine uh, um, but that was it ain't it special yeah so yeah we are they're so close those two yes they are they are some golden moments to come and <laughs> we don't even it's gonna be a good Domi's gonna be a good hab for a while. Oh yeah. Now he loves it. For sure. Now we're starting to come upon the uh, the closing minutes of the happy hour and we have a special mm-hmm. player of the week this week. This particular player, let's see, was drafted by the Rangers in the 4th round, 111th overall, all the way back in oh fuck. Where the hell is he? <laughs> was it uh 2008? Actually, was it 2011? Where where where, where, 
the frick was this 2008. guy? 2008. Thank you. In the 2008 NHL draft, he was drafted fourth round, 111th overall. This particular player played three years in the WHL with the Swift Current Broncos before being drafted. In 2008, he led the Broncos in goals in the playoffs before they were eliminated. A sign of times to come. Later on, he was signed by the Rangers in 2008. Played primarily with the Hartford Wolfpack until he was called up in 2010. He played his first NHL game in December of 2010, and he fought Dan Carcillo. Carcillo, sidestep, a staunch advocate of post-concussion syndrome and mental health issues. Thank you, Dan. Back to our player. He returned to the AHL but signed another contract with the Rangers in 2011. Waved by the Rangers. Picked up by the Canucks. Now people will probably start remembering this guy. Scored his first NHL goal in October of 2011 during the 2012 and 2013 lockout. And this is very important. He played with Arid Ivizi, the top hockey league in the Netherlands. Posting 22 goals and 48 points in 19 games. This earned him the nickname, the Dutch Gretzky. Gretzky. We are talking about, of course, Dale Weiss. Dutch Gretzky. (laughs) Finally, after the lockout and finally... On February 3rd, 2014, Dale Weiss was traded to the Habs in exchange for Rafael Diaz, who enjoyed a prosperous career with the Canucks. Sort of. (laughs) And so he became a Hab, solidifying himself as a hard-nosed player, especially in the playoffs. Not a standout guy in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he was a playoff dude. And that could be seen in a lot of ways. Um, later on, he clutch was, Gretzky. He was clutch, clutch. Gretzky, yes. absolutely. He was part of the Philip Deneau trade, where Dale Weiss and Thomas Fleischman were traded to the Blackhawks in exchange for Deneau and picks and blah, blah, blah in 2016. So goodbye, Dutch Gretzky. He was then sent to the Flyers in 2016. And thank God, back. <laughs> This past year, in 2019, he and Christian Follin were traded back to the Habs in exchange for David Slimko and Byron Fraze, if you guys remember them. This year, he played nine games with the Habs, zero points. However, he played with the Laval Rocket, and he got himself three games and two goals in that time. Dale Weiss is now a Hab, and his fate is uncertain moving forward, but I'm going to let Veronica and Beth talk about our beloved Dutch Gretzky. Yeah, well, when he first got traded back, do you remember? It was like Christmas. People were so happy. He was just, you know, save for a certain faction of the Habs fan base, he was pretty much universally beloved. Yeah. And the day that they announced that he was coming back, was like freaking Christmas on Twitter. It was such a fun day. I and he was so he changed his all his stuff on social media immediately. Oh yeah, he I was excited he was to so be back. Yeah. I remember uh, as soon as uh, Dale Weiss was traded, I looked up the nearest and closest uh, uh, Laval Rocket game, and I went to it in Syracuse, and I got to see Dutch Gretzky play. Jealous. Uh, play against the Crunch, and that was a good time. That was fun. It yeah. was good seeing him on the ice. Because we went to the to Byron Fraser's last game as a rocket. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yep, yep. Yeah, we did. We did Missed do that. Missed it by one game. Yeah. I mean, I did anyway. He was captain at the time, Byron he Fraser. Was. Yeah, of the rocket. Yep, yeah, and traded. Was. Yeah, interesting times. But there's yeah. something that I'd just like to say about uh, Dale Weiss, about the character of Dale Weiss. Please. He's a, he's a very good guy. When he left... Um, when he got traded or maybe when he came back, uh, as like, a whatever it was as a flyer or whatever, he did, he did a, a, a phone interview or maybe he even did a goodbye interview. It doesn't matter. But the comments that he made, um, and this was, at, it must've been later actually, because it was after the PK trade. When he spoke about the PK trade, he described himself as best friends with P.K. Subban. Okay? 
in the same interview, he had nothing but praise for Michelle Terrian. Mm-hmm. He was not going anywhere where it was going to be, where, you know, being led down a path where he was going to disparage Terrian. Quite the opposite. He praised him. And I mean, it's obvious that, you know, poor Dale Weiss, he got stuck with John Tortorella with the Rangers, and then he got traded to Vancouver. And who was the coach? John Tortorella. <laughs> and the coach that gave him his real chance. And I think that the two of them were a good combination because Michel Therrien, I don't care what anybody says, he knows how to read a room. He knows how to see what's going on on the ice. He knows, and he and he would throw Dale Weiss on. People would bitch on Twitter, and then Dale Weiss would score a fucking goal. Like it was like it was crazy. Anyway, the thing that I like about him is that he refused to disparage the organization in any way, Michel Therrien in any way. Self-described best friend of PK Subban, and and he he's just been nothing but class mm-hmm. all the time in the smoothie. That is uh, Michelle Therrien's line changes. Dale Weiss <laughs> was the milk. Yeah. The blender. The blender. I miss the blender sometimes. I love being yeah. surprised whenever I see like, what the <laughs> hell is happening? <laughs> and then it's effective. <laughs> no, it, it's it's crazy how, how Therrien had success with that every once in a while. Not all the time, but when it Not worked, it was amazing. It's like, what? It was. <laughs> A lot of fun, but... um. <laughs> Yeah, so that's Dale Weiss, and um, yeah, we're starting, we're a bit over time now. Um, this is a good episode, guys. Good job, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Sean Campbell was a Thanks, lot of Sean. fun. Yeah, thank you so Thanks, much, Sean. Sean. Oh, my God. That was a, that was some high-octane stuff. And when I mean octane, <laughs> I mean alcohol. And Mitch Gallo should be nicer to him. And the lady I that know. was with him, too. I'm giving him dirty looks. Yeah, really. Mm. What a jerk face. <laughs> Love you, Mitch. Yeah, but you're, yeah. you're coming on next. So yeah, at some point now we gotta get him on. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, thank you for uh, joining us for this uh, week's episode of the Happy Hour, and we'll be back very soon. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, everyone. <gasps> Bye. Thank you. Back. Yeah. 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 Y